Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into the inspiring autobiography of an incredible woman, the story of my life. This book chronicles the early years of Helen Keller, a figure who surmounted overwhelming odds to become an esteemed author, speaker, and political activist. Written in 1903, The Story of My Life takes readers through Helen's profound experiences of growing up, both deaf and blind, from a young age. It delivers an intimate look into the challenges she encountered and the people who made a significant difference in her life, helping her transcend her physical constraints and reach remarkable achievements. Born in 1880, Helen Keller used her life experiences to make a difference in the world. A fervent advocate for the women's suffrage movement and the working classes, she was also a founding member of the American Civil Liberties Union. Her story is a testament to the enduring spirit of resilience and the power of human connection. This book is ideal for those seeking a dose of inspiration and courage. It's a must-read for students with disabilities, offering a beacon of hope and possibility. Moreover, it provides insightful perspective for anyone interacting with individuals with special needs, fostering empathy and understanding. So get ready as we immerse ourselves in the exceptional journey of Helen Keller, a woman whose spirit and determination continue to ignite the world. The Story of My Life, the inspiring story of Helen Keller's triumph over blindness and deafness. Introduction. Embark on a journey into the inspiring life of a renowned American icon. The name Helen Keller likely rings a bell. Synonymous with resilience in the face of overwhelming odds, she even permeates popular culture, like in DJ Khaled's track Helen Keller. Most of us know that Helen Keller was a woman who overcame disabilities. However, the particulars of her extraordinary life might still be a mystery to many, especially her early years that sealed her in the collective memory of generations. Navigating life with disabilities is no simple feat, a reality that amplifies when magnified through the lens of childhood. In her early years, Keller showcased an awe-inspiring fortitude in the face of adversity. Throughout this segment of our series, we'll venture further into her life as a child and teenager, a journey destined to inspire and stimulate you to pursue your dreams, no matter the obstacles in your path. Along this path, we'll uncover the hardships of growing up deaf and blind, the transformative role of a dedicated teacher in Keller's life and Keller's most cherished book. Part 1. Dive into the early life of Helen Keller navigating childhood amidst blindness and deafness. Born in Tuscumbia, Alabama in 1880, Helen Keller was poised to pilot an extraordinary life, a journey few could have predicted. At a tender age of 19 months, she fell prey to a severe fever, a calamity that would fundamentally alter her life. Keller, emerging as a quick learner with already budding skills in walking and talking, had her world darkened and silenced by the devastating illness. Thus, she embarked on a challenging journey of adopting new communication methods. Simple gestures such as nodding for approval or shaking her head for denial became her critical tools for expression. 
Fortuitously, Keller's mother played a pivotal role in her development, ensuring her daughter comprehended the questions posed to her. Barely five, Helen was already engaged in daily chores, such as tidying up the laundry. Yet, as you would imagine, the trials of a deaf and blind childhood stirred intense frustration within Keller. Understandably, she wasn't always the best-behaved child, exploding into fits of anger when her attempts at expression failed. When things didn't go according to her wishes, the ramifications could be catastrophic. On one occasion, her frustration drove her to throw her apron into the fire, deeming it too slow to dry. In undertaking this impulsive act, she accidentally set herself on fire too. Thankfully, her injuries were minor. In another instance of acting out, Keller locked her mother in the pantry, holding the key hostage for a grueling three hours. At this juncture, her parents realized the urgent need for Helen's education. But the quest for a competent person capable of schooling a young girl both blind and deaf was monumental. As we'll find out further, just the right teacher did appear in the horizon of Keller's life, a presence that forever changed the course of her journey. Part 2. One teacher, Miss Sullivan, revolutionized the world of Helen Keller. Following a visit to the celebrated inventor Dr. Alexander Graham Bell in Washington, Helen and her parents were directed towards the Perkins Institution in Boston, a pioneering school for the visually impaired. Helen didn't officially enroll in the institution, but her frequent visits led the school's director, Mr. Anagnus, on a quest to find the perfect teacher to address her unique needs. Enter Anne Sullivan. Sullivan arrived in Keller's life in 1887, imparting lessons not just in words but also unveiling the vast expanse of language. She introduced Keller to the manual alphabet, a method that involves spelling words onto the other hand. Helen's expedition into the world of self-expression started with the word doll. Sullivan showed her how to trace the word on her doll, continually rehearsing the same actions until she mastered it. But Sullivan's teachings transcended beyond tangible objects. The liquid Helen was sipping, the sensation she felt when patted by a stream. Both these disparate experiences carried a common identity, water. This revelation opened a world of infinite possibilities before Helen. She realized that everything around her had a name, sparking a fierce desire to learn them all. Her learning curve took an intriguing turn when she encountered abstract concepts. She was trying to thread beads together when Sullivan demonstrated the concept of thinking. Using the manual alphabet, she touched Helen's head and traced the word think onto her hand. Imagine explaining the multifaceted emotion, love, to a child living in silence and darkness. Sullivan delicately painted the analogy, even though clouds loom beyond our reach, their rain showers touch us likely a welcome relief for parched earth on a dry, hot summer day. Much like the rain, love might be elusive, but its effects drive our sense of joy and playful spirit. This newfound understanding of the interconnectedness of humanity brought monumental growth to Keller's world. Embracing Sullivan's teachings, Keller gradually replaced frustration with effective communication. Her life opened up to boundless possibilities, enabling her to seize numerous milestones and successes to come. Part 3. 
Helen Keller's life was punctuated by both darkness and light, struggles and joy. A blend of cherished first encounters, enduring friendships, and moments of despair marked Keller's journey through childhood and adolescence. A particular episode of adversity arrived when she was 12. She found herself accused of plagiarizing a book while completing an assignment for the Perkins Institution. Her submission to Mr. Ananos was alleged to be a copy, although Keller denied any recollection of hearing such a story. This incident placed her in the uncomfortable spotlight of an inquiry at the Perkins Institution, aimed to decipher whether the plagiarism was deliberate. The entire episode distressed Keller, especially disappointing Mr. Anagnos, whom she deeply respected. This experience tainted her faith in her thoughts, casting a shadow of uncertainty and fear over her writing. However, with time, she overcame her apprehensions. Freed from her doubts, Keller ventured into the world with renewed vigor. By the age of ten, she had mastered the art of speech. The story of another deaf and blind girl from Norway, Ragnhild Kata, who had learned to speak, enkindled the flame of determination in Keller. A woman named Sarah Fuller played an instrumental role in her journey towards speech. She trained Keller to feel the contours of her face, mouth, and tongue when she voiced words, and then guided her to replicate these actions. This breakthrough gave Keller a profound sense of liberation, empowering her to connect with others through verbal expression. True to her indomitable spirit, Keller refused to let her visual and auditory impairments dull her fervor for life. People often questioned her ability to appreciate beauty she couldn't witness firsthand like the majesty of Niagara Falls. Keller's response mirrored her enlightening perspective. She perceives beauty, much like abstract concepts such as love and goodness, which are invisible yet palpable to us all. Part 4. The Realization of Helen Keller's Dream. A College Education. The year 1900 marked a significant milestone in Keller's journey. College was filled with hurdles, but the victory of education was indelible. Her academic voyage began with preparatory education at the Cambridge School for Young Ladies. From our modern perspective, it seems astonishing that she received almost no assistance tailored to her disabilities. Instead, she leaned heavily on the learning strategies from her mentor, Miss Sullivan. During her preliminary college exams, Keller deployed her typewriter to record her answers. Mr. Gilman, the school's principal, transcribed them onto her hand using the manual alphabet, allowing her to rectify any mistakes she'd made during the exam. As her final year of school loomed, Keller fell ill. Seeing her vulnerable state as a breakdown, the school principal judged the impending exams too overwhelming for her. The decision would require Keller to defer college for another year. However, Keller's mother opposed this delay. Withdrawing Keller from the school, and arranging a special tutor for her. Despite her condition, Keller wasn't afforded any extra time or assistance for her final exams. She found herself revisiting her answers, correcting and validating them, within the same confines of time as her peers. Complicating matters further, Keller had been learning a different version of Braille than the one utilized in her final exam, rendering her unfamiliar with the algebraic symbols. Against these odds, she remarkably cleared the college entrance examination. Once in college, 
Keller discovered a fondness for German and English literature. Her linguistic prowess extended to French and Greek, leading her to devour books in these languages. But German enticed her for its stark honesty and direct narrations. Her literary love extended to the Bible in English, and she held a particular affection for Shakespeare, especially his play Macbeth. The magic of literature lay in its inclusivity for Keller. She reveled in the escapism books provided. Their authors and characters never treated her differently. Their tales transported her to uncharted territories, ready for her exploration. Despite her struggles, Keller harbored little resentment towards her life's trials. She derived a unique sense of fulfillment and joy in conquering them, each victory lending strength to her extraordinary spirit. Final summary. The central theme of this book, Helen Keller's life began under difficult circumstances, far more challenging than most. Her thirst for knowledge and education set her on a challenging path. However, with the unwavering support from her teachers and acquaintances, she learned to navigate hurdles gracefully. The obstacles she overcame only deepened her appreciation for the marvels of life, cementing her legacy as a beacon of resilience and endless curiosity. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.